Welcome back, everybody, to Finding the Messiah, the podcast where we look for Jesus Christ in everything we do. In today's podcast, we're going to be looking at the person Isaac. Mm-hmm. Isaac. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever to say, <laughs> but nothing popped up in my head. Just laugh about it. For real. <laughs> for real. Okay. So um, I want to start off with the birth of Isaac, which is Genesis 21, 1 through 7. Okay. Last time I noticed that when I was reading Sarah's story, I sounded super blah. Oh, yeah. So this time when I read, I'm going to try to make it sound very More enthusiastic. Yes. I want to be like one of those podcasters where their voice just sounds very interesting. Oh, okay. I thought you... I like it. No, I was was like flatlined last time. (laughs) I'm not trying to do that this time. Okay, so Genesis 21. The Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old. Okay, sorry. This is a total side note but i was watching a video and i don't know if you know this but circumcision is very popular in the united states and i had no idea yeah it's very popular and they say that typically it's performed on day one or two but um that's why a lot of Okay, I'm I'm not trying to get too controversial so let's get past what i was about to say but anyways um so sometimes you have to get a vitamin K shot to help with blood, um, like clotting, clotting, yeah, yeah, to help with that procedure. Interesting. And so, did you know that naturally on day eight that your vitamin K, like, dramatically increases? That's wild, right? That's pretty wild. When I found that out, I was like, God knows. <laughs> yeah, no, it was cool when you read the laws in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a brief thing. When you read the laws in general, they're very much, a lot of people nowadays, they kind of attribute as more of a health guideline. Yeah. Because like, even with like eating pork, you know how they weren't allowed to eat pork? Uh, they say, oh, back in the day, it was because pork was more dirty and more susceptible to having diseases and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they were just excluded from that. And you know, yeah. like also the laws of Moses, they also talk about like where to defecate and all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so there's a whole thing process about it and like, there's very you can very much see like the health purposes to it mm-hmm. and that's i thought that was always pretty cool yeah you know but like the thing that was kind of annoying about it is people will look at it and be like well see that's why the old bible should only be taking in that sense mm-hmm. you know for like health purposes but again we have those moments with jesus christ where he explains the law even further yeah so that's where again we get the whole the whole point of what we're trying to do here where do we see Jesus Christ even here? Yeah. I would say even this little part here. Yeah. Where you can see who the Messiah is. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Sorry, keep going. No, it's okay. Um, And then it says, Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And oh, Sarah right, said, I know. <laughs> and Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. And she said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. 
Uh, I mean, we're obviously going to talk about the whole thing that happens with Moses and his, or Moses, Abraham and his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like we've been saying here, like, where do we see even the Messiah here? Mm-hmm. Right? Because again, we're going off of what Jesus Christ said. Jesus Christ, he said, all the scriptures speak of me. Mm-hmm. All right. That includes everything of the law and everything of the prophets. Mm-hmm. Right. And that includes Adam and Eve, like we looked at. Yeah. That includes Abraham. Right. And now that even includes, I would say, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Right. Because again, like we just talked about, Abram was 100 years old and Sarah, she was also in a very old age. Mm-hmm. Right. But they still have, they still managed to bear a son. Yeah. Right. A son that would cause laughter, joy in a sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And on the eighth day, he would be circumcised. Yeah. Right. The, like all that put together, you can say this is the perfect son. Mm-hmm. Just, in, just in that small little piece of the story. Right. Because again, who knew that from a, an old heritage, you could say? Yeah. Right. And well, I'm placing this as the the Hebrews, right? That out of out of the nation of the Hebrews, would this perfect son that would bring joy come out? Mm-hmm. And again, I say perfect because again, Abram followed the commandment of God. Yeah. And the commandment of God was to circumcise your children on the eighth day. Mm-hmm. And this was the first child to be introduced into that, to be placed into that. Uh, that commandment of God, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's really cool to look at here. The the son of Abraham would embody how the Messiah would be, mm-hmm. how perfect the son of God would be. Yeah. And he truly, again, he would be the first to start this circumcision of the heart, you could say. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, again, I think it's really cool to look at just even the character here. How do we explain who the Messiah is even with Isaac? Yeah. Right. And again, we can, in a sense, we can... If we're talking to somebody, trying to explain who Jesus Christ is, we can approach it in that way. Could it be that the Messiah would come from from, from an old heritage, mm-hmm. in a sense, one that looked like nothing would come out of them? Yeah. Right? And could it be that when this Messiah came, that he would truly be perfect? Mm-hmm. You know, so like putting it in that simple terms, we'll, put, we'll say, all right, I feel like it's easier for a person to follow and be like, yeah, you know what? The Messiah would be perfect. And the Messiah would come from... An almost desolate place that mm-hmm. almost seemed desolate, right? Yeah. A place that they gave, almost gave up hope of all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? But when he finally does come, how great joy there would be. Yeah. How great laughter there would be. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, being circumcised on the eighth day, how perfectly he would follow the commands of God. Mm-hmm. Right? If we lay it out that way, right, then we'll be like, could it be that Jesus Christ is the Messiah? Mm-hmm. Could it be this Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah? Like, how? Mm-hmm. And we place forward again how desolate Israel was in those days. Mm-hmm. They were being ruled by a different generation. Yeah. Right. But then truly, when the Son of God was born, when Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem, how great joy there was. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, the angels came out of nowhere and they said, glory to God in the highest. Yeah. Peace on earth and goodwill to all men. Mm-hmm. You know, then uh, once again, with the whole circumcision thing, this would be the perfect, uh, the perfect lamb of God. Mm-hmm. And we put that all together. Obviously, we have to go more uh, into the life of Jesus Christ. But I think it's pretty clear to see even here, once Mm -hmm. again, that we can totally see truly Jesus Christ was the greater version of who Isaac is. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to mention um, is that I feel like this birth also foreshadows um, the Messiah's birth, like Jesus' birth. Mm -hmm. In the sense that everyone thought it was impossible 
Yeah. So everyone thought it was going to be impossible for Sarah to have a child in her old age. And then with Mary it being like... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I like that. A birth from Immaculate like Conception, right? Yeah, Immaculate Conception. So the fact that people are just like, nah, that's impossible. Yeah. If you just kind of take it from face value and not knowing that it's a promise of God. That's very true because I have heard it said by people, you know, that... The birth of Isaac, like you just said, is a foreshadow, mm-hmm. right? But it's the very fleshly version of mm-hmm. the Messiah. At the end of the day, Isaac was still born of Adam. Yeah. You know, there needed to be someone greater than that mm-hmm. who would be born of God. Yep. So I like that you mentioned that. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> I For like real. that. Okay. Is there anything else you want to mention about the birth or his young childhood before we get into the the main topic yeah so i mean in that verse that you read um genesis 21 1 through 2 it basically says that god fulfilled his promise mm-hmm. right and right there once again i would at least point that it points to the fact that god truly does fulfill all his promises mm-hmm. amen and in terms of what that promise was like we just discussed right this almost impossible birth mm-hmm. truly and an almost impossible We'll call it the almost impossible conception. Mm-hmm. What happened again? The Messiah would be seen in almost an, an impossible type of way. Mm-hmm. Truly, and again, for us who are Christians who believe in the birth of Jesus Christ and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and the resurrection, we understand that truly this is what happened mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ in his birth. Right? Yeah. Mary conceived by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's like the other thing I wanted to point out. And again, once yeah. Jesus Christ was born, this was a promise that was fulfilled by God. Amen. That hope would be seen. Real, that's dope. Yeah, I okay. like it. So, um, let's move into the sacrifice. This is a long read, but go for it. It's well worth it. Okay, so it's Genesis twenty-two one through eighteen. Okay, and it says, after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son, Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father, and he said, Here I am, son. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. 
And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Okay. Such a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a good story. Again, very much telling of the the promises that would one day come. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I mean, a quick side note. There's this funny meme out there. <laughs> it's like Isaac looking at his dad after coming down the mountain. Someone like, dude, looking <laughs> super mad. <laughs> you know what, though? It always makes me wonder that because I've seen several movies mm-hmm. and or like videos of like a depiction of what happens yeah. and and some of those um videos like isaac is laying there like super obedient and he's just like ready for it in other videos he's kind of freaking out <laughs> and yeah. then and even one video when they both come back from the the mountain sarah is super upset and she's just like, mm. there's no lamb up there. Like, where are you? Like, she, oh, and, really uh, trying to emphasize that there's nothing. Yeah. And almost that she kind of figured that um, Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac. Mm-hmm. And she was super mad about it. Interesting. It just makes me wonder what everyone's emotions were. <laughs> I mean, I assume at the very least, Isaac was a little bit confused. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. What are we doing? You said what? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, but okay. I mean, we can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I at least want to talk about in terms of, for us as Christians, I think it's a very good, great point to start when we look for who the Messiah is or a great point for theology, we can say. Mm-hmm. All right, because again, we read here that Isaac, he asked him, where's the where's the lamb? Mm-hmm. And then directly quoting from that verse, I even wrote it down. Abram says, God will provide for himself the lamb mm-hmm. for the burnt offering, my son. Right. And I think that's such a cool statement. Right. Yes. And like the other part that's cool too is even before God restates the the promise that you will be greatly multiplied. Mm-hmm. This promise was already given to Abram. Like mm-hmm. uh, when God tells him, follow me, look at the stars, count the stars. Right. We already discussed it. Um, I will be your God. Right, and you will be my people, mm-hmm. and you will be as many as the stars. Yeah, right. This is before Isaac was even born, right? And we know that the Abram and Sarah only had one kid, mm-hmm. but it was through this kid that that promise would be fulfilled. In yeah, that there would be a great many, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, Paul talks about it. This seed, he was talking about the Messiah, mm-hmm. 
Right, but like even even here, I think it's really cool to see because once again, this was the only kid, the only son of Abraham, mm-hmm. and Abraham still willingly said, "Okay, I'm gonna sacrifice my son." And I guess you can say this is who Isaac was. Mm-hmm. In this moment, he was he was showing the likeness of how the Messiah would be. Mm-hmm. You could say he was willingly going to be sacrificed. Yeah, right. And I guess that'd be like the best way to approach that if. Everything in the scriptures speaks on who the Messiah is, mm-hmm. right? Then even this moment, yeah, right? Because again, this moment, the son is being sacrificed by the father, mm-hmm. right? And this is where Christians, we get the whole uh, the whole thing that truly uh, the son of God would be sacrificed by God, mm-hmm. you know? And again, the difference is, right? Isaac, at the end of the day, is not the Messiah. Mm-hmm. He's not the son of God. Right? Why? Because he was born. Uh, he was born. He was. He was in an impossible birth through Abraham, mm-hmm. who is the son of Adam. Yeah. Ultimately, he is the son of Adam. Mm-hmm. There needed to be somebody greater than Isaac who would go through an impossible birth, but one that is from God. Yeah. Right. And again, people are going to ask, "How do you know it's from God, though? How do you know that the Messiah needed to come from God?" Mm-hmm. Again, it's the same thing that Isaac asked. How are we going to make a sacrifice if there is no sacrifice? Yeah. And he says, God himself will provide the lamb. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's in that moment. It's really cool to read because in that moment, we should understand that the Messiah would be God himself. Mm-hmm. Even before the prophet Isaiah came and said, you will call him Emmanuel, which is God with us. Mm-hmm. So, it's really cool to see even there. God yeah. will provide it himself. Mm-hmm. And I know there were back in the day, so many people, they were waiting for the Messiah to be just like them. In a sense, mm-hmm. just a mere man. Yeah. Or being born of someone else, right? Or having a high status or high power. Yeah. Right? It was like, but this isn't God himself providing it. Mm-hmm. This is a man providing his own his own power Idol, and wealth. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And again, some people might argue, well, God gave this to him. Mm-hmm. Right, the the most could it be that the God would give the Messiah all these provisions? Mm-hmm. Right, yes, I can see that, but at the same time, could it be that God Himself would come and provide it? Mm-hmm. And again, emphasis on Himself. Yeah, and this here, I would say, points so heavily to the fact that truly the Messiah would not only be divine, but He would be God in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. And, uh, yeah, the other part I wanted to at least mention is again. Truly, we understand that this promise would be fulfilled mm-hmm. because, again, it is through this seed mm-hmm. that there would be many. Yeah. Right. So if we place Jesus Christ in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, if we place him, it is truly through that seed. And even though he would be a sacrifice, truly, he would not die. Mm-hmm. Right. And it leads on to so many other questions that we're sticking just within the, those moments. Yeah. Adam or Adam, Abraham, Isaac, and the sacrifice, Mm -hmm. right? We can parallel it with God, his son, and the cross, Mm -hmm. right? And then the next moment, this is where we have to, like, really dive in deeper into who the Messiah is, Mm -hmm. right? Because in that moment, that's when the angel comes out and says, don't kill your son, Mm -hmm. right? This was just a test. God wanted to see if you were willing to give up your own son, Mm -hmm. right? And then Abraham looks and he sees a ram, and they sacrificed a ram instead, mm-hmm. right? Like all that, in a sense, if you try play, placing that with who Jesus Christ is, it almost doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Because in a sense, you'd be like, oh, that means the Messiah would give himself up to be a sacrifice. But then in the end, he's not actually a sacrifice. Instead, something else would be given as a sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? Which, again, is 
an ugly way of putting it, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right. But in reality, again, we look at the other point, and this is where my emphasis on having people read the 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 Old Testament and the New Testament, mm-hmm. right, or reading the Bible in general. Yeah. Right. Because if we remember with Samuel, uh, I think even King David, even Jeremiah, I think as well. Uh, where they say that God does not delight in sacrifices, mm-hmm. but he delights in the obedience of the heart. Yeah. Right. And again, that's where we look at comparing this moment here. Mm-hmm. Right. God did not delight in the sacrifice that Abram was about to do. Mm-hmm. He delighted in the obedience of his heart. Mm-hmm. And so keeping that in mind, the obedience of Abram's heart, it's not being like, dang, this is my only son, God. Like, are you sure you want me to sacrifice him? Mm-hmm. Abram, by faith. And it says it in Hebrews, I believe. Where it says that Abram or, uh, yeah, where it says somewhere, I think it's Hebrews, where it says that Abram, he had faith that God would resurrect him or mm-hmm. wouldn't bring him back to life somehow. Mm-hmm. Right. So we understand that right, this is the heart of Abraham, mm-hmm. one that is wholeheartedly pure, right, in the, in this moment. Yeah. Right. So again, who has that heart wholeheartedly pure? Because for Abram, it was just in that moment. Mm-hmm. We've talked about him before. We've seen how he falters in being in likeness to the Messiah, rejecting mm-hmm. his own wife. Yeah. Right. But in this moment here, he is being obedient as the Messiah. Mm-hmm. All right. Could, who is like that? Truly, for us as Christians, we understand nobody is like that but God. Mm-hmm. Only God is wholeheartedly pure. Yeah. So could it be that when God himself became that sacrifice, he was wholeheartedly pure and wholeheartedly obedient in becoming that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And instead of being, in a sense, resistant to that, mm-hmm. yes, you can say he was scared. Because mm-hmm. we see this at the Garden of Gethsemane with Jesus Christ. He was sweating blood, mm-hmm. you know, and crying out to his father, take this cup away from me, only if it is your will be done. Mm-hmm. In the end of the day, he was so fortified in the promises of his father that he willingly went to the cross. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is where he is even greater than that. That's what I wanted to point out. I'm glad you're saying it like that because I was going to say that's another difference between um, this sacrifice or almost sacrifice of Isaac mm-hmm. versus the Messiah is because Jesus, his sacrifice was even greater in many ways, but in one way because you can literally see how obedient, how willing he was to do it, mm-hmm. whereas Isaac almost in a sense unknowingly was going to be sacrificed Mm -hmm. and so even if he did you know lay down and let his dad tie him up in that sense he was obedient but he he didn't go up there in the sense in the way that abraham did Mm -hmm. knowing what was going to happen and like being walking in that obedience whereas jesus christ did he knew what was going to happen and even though he was suffering through it he said okay God, you know, you your will me. be done. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. Beautifully said. I like that. And the other half of it, again, is number one, Isaac didn't die. <laughs> he wasn't sacrificed. And instead, an animal was placed in there. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, as Jesus said, what makes a sacrifice holy? Mm-hmm. The altar or the one who who makes the sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Now, we understand that this is God. Right. And again, very much the differences between Isaac and Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, he was replaced replaced mm-hmm. right jesus christ he was not he indeed did die mm-hmm. right we have the documentation they pierced his side they hung him on the cross they tortured him mm-hmm. he was dead yeah and for three days he stayed dead 
Mm-hmm. But in that moment, the, at the resurrection, where the tomb was open, it was almost in that moment, almost as if it was that moment where, in parallel, the angel said, "Wait, stop! Mm-hmm. This is you're not going to kill your son mm-hmm. because you have faithfully obeyed God." Right? The Messiah faithfully obeyed his father, mm-hmm. and truly, he would not succumb to death. Yeah, he would see death, but he would not be bound by death. Mm-hmm. Right? And again, this is something Paul said: "Death, where is your sting?" Yeah. Sure, they pierced his sides. He had the his piercings on his hands and feet. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he walked out of that tomb. Amen. So it's really cool to see the two parallels between that story. Because again, very much we see how it is that the Messiah would be with Isaac and Abraham. Mm-hmm. The relationship between the father and his son. Yeah. The relationship between God and Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Truly, this is what it meant for God. Mm-hmm. His only begotten son. Yeah. He would be he would place to be a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, his son being wholeheartedly pure, being obedient to this. Mm-hmm. Even though Isaac did not know, the Messiah did know. Mm-hmm. Both willingly went. And only and one of them would truly die mm-hmm. and he wouldn't come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. The other one would not face death. Mm-hmm. Well, he too needed to be needed to be repented for. We'll say, mm-hmm. All right? So, like again, it's such a cool thing to read when we're reading it. Because again, these are one of the few first moments where we understand the Messiah one day is going to come. Yeah. So, for me, it's a really great story to like always reread. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Was that like all you want to talk about? Because I was going to say, I think that's like the perfect spot to end it, <laughs> unless you have anything else to add. No, I think we're good. Okay, well, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we want to hear from you guys. So if you want to leave a review in the review section, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can go ahead and leave a comment in the comment section. Well, we hope to see you next week. Nope. <laughs>